0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Veterans Affairs is now able to give COVID vaccines to caregivers. An analysis on how government scientists fare against their private sector counterparts. And we get a look at how well agencies did in completing their category management goals these stories and more in today's federal newscast welcome to today's episode of the federal newscast i'm eric white the veterans affairs department will start to vaccinate family members and others who take care of veterans VA says it will begin offering both COVID-19 testing and vaccines to participants in the caregivers program. Each facility will have its own start date based on vaccine availability. VA so far has given at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine to roughly 284,000 veterans and 225,000 employees. It's tracking over 14,000 active COVID cases among veterans, employees, and others. The private sector pays more, but federal agencies offer other benefits to its scientists. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. The Rand Corporation finds federal employees who work in science, technology, engineering, and math make about $2,600 less than their private sector counterparts. But new research finds there is more racial diversity among federal STEM workers and less of a pay disparity for women and minorities. The report also finds federal STEM workers generally work shorter hours than in the private sector and are more likely to have access to benefits. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Agencies are doing a better job at managing how they spend procurement dollars. New data from the Office of Management and Budget shows agencies spent $226 billion using the principles of category management. The government-wide goal was $190 billion out of a potential $420 billion that falls under the Spend Under Management Initiative. The 2020 number was also $40 billion more than what agencies achieved in 2019. As one of his first official acts, the new Secretary of Defense is telling the U.S. military to re-examine sexual assault within its ranks. Secretary Lloyd Austin sent a memo to the military service chiefs on Saturday, giving them two weeks to report back on which prevention programs have worked and which ones have not. Reported sexual assaults increased by 13% in 2018 and by another 3% in 2019. Austin's memo says the problem is a leadership issue. Members of Congress are once again bringing up the issue of war powers now that President Biden has taken office. Federal News Network's Scott Macione reports. A handful of lawmakers are calling on President Joe Biden to repeal the authorizations for military force from the beginning of the Afghanistan and Iraq wars. For years, Congress has wanted to rethink the powers it originally gave to the Bush administration to deal with terrorism and other Middle East issues. In a letter to Biden, the lawmakers say Congress has abdicated its constitutional responsibilities by allowing wars to drag on for decades with little oversight. The lawmakers say Congress needs a new agreement that addresses the current threat landscape. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Air Force officially designates Defense Department Cybercrime Center as an operating field agency. The unit previously operated under the Office of Special Investigations. With the new designation, the crime center will now operate under the Air Force Inspector General. The Air Force says the new role will help the center to evolve faster to meet the branch's needs. The DOD Cybercrime Center was first established in 2001. The Pentagon has little to show for a cyber defense effort that's taken 7 years and spent hundreds of millions of dollars, Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Defense Department started building Joint Regional Security Stacks in 2013 to help give cyber defenders a better view over its scattered networks, but a new report from DOD's Office of Operational Test and Evaluation finds JRSS has never proved itself to protect against operational realistic attacks even on its unclassified networks. The same report shows DOD pulled the plug on JRSS deployments on its Secret networks and doesn't plan to restart them until 2023. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has new leadership. President Biden tapped EEOC Commissioner Charlotte Burroughs to serve as the new chairwoman. She's been an EEOC commissioner since 2015. EEOC Commissioner Jocelyn Samuels will also be the new vice chair. Janet Dillon was the EEOC chair under the Trump administration and will remain on the commission. The remaining two Republican-leaning commissioners also will stay at EEOC. A long-time federal technology executive is retiring, though. Federal News Network's Jason Miller brings us the details. Frank Koneczki, the Air Force's chief technology officer, is retiring from federal service at the end of January. He's been the CTO since 2010 and worked in the federal sector, mostly as a contractor, since 1971. As the Air Force's CTO, Koneczki focused on developing the future technology baseline, mobility enterprise solutions, data management, identity credential and access management, artificial intelligence and quantum capabilities, and cybersecurity. He says he has no specific plans for retirement, but hopes to stay involved in the federal community. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The State Department reinstates diversity training for its workforce following an executive order from President Joe Biden. That EO overturned a Trump administration ban on certain kinds of diversity and inclusion training for federal employees, contractors, and grantees. The agency had been working on its latest four-year diversity and inclusion plan when the ban went into effect. The Government Accountability Office recently found that overall diversity has improved at the agency, but found racial minorities were less likely to receive promotions than their white colleagues. A new executive order from President Biden rolled back four more Trump-era policies for federal employees. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Those orders from Trump limited collective bargaining, cut union time, and tried to make it easier for agencies to fire federal employees. They also attempted to reclassify career employees as quasi-political appointees. But Biden repealed all four of them with his own executive order. He also directed agencies to review any actions they took to implement the Trump orders and rolled those back, too. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. And the pandemic fueled a surge in giving to the combined federal campaign. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temen. Complete national numbers for the just ended annual charity campaign are not in yet. But for the national capital region, contributions so far have reached $34 million, $4 million more than last year. The goal was thirty million. That's according to Chairman Vince McConey. He said they're still counting, but the final total could top thirty-seven million dollars. McConey said one in four donors gave for the first time, and that donations from retirees rose by twenty-five percent. I'm Tom Tamman.